when you go outside and look at all the fall leaves changing, maybe you um, don't get to see the leaves changing, but in your state, you, you notice maybe it's a little breezier or it's a rainy season, whatever it might be, we notice those changes and we either love them or hate them. I'm from Minnesota. I'm Becky Pike Pluth with the Bob Pike Group with a creative training tip. And in Minnesota, it snows. I always desperately am, I love the first snowfall, but by the third month of it, I'm like, yeah, I'm over it. And so when we're over things, we are not necessarily excited. And what happens in our brains is we're not sharing with our prefrontal cortex any excitement or enthusiasm for that situation. Today's learning tip is on creating a learning environment that um, is effective. And just a couple of tips for you to do that successfully so that our prefrontal cortex is open and excited and wanting to move forward. So the first thing I would say is personalizing that learning with variety. So variety looks like letting people choose. I say control equals choices. Giving back that control to the learners is critical. How do I do that? It's instead of me saying, there are three ways that we're going to learn how to be effective. I would say instead, at your tables, team leaders, the person um, who most recently went on a walk, and the question that you're, you're going to respond back to, team leader, you're going to take notes, is... What are three to five different characteristics that make for an effective learning environment? Or whatever the question might be, right? So now they're responsible for that. Most oftentimes, they're going to come up with a one or two of the things I was going to share anyway. And now it becomes an interactive lecturette. I'm able to then share and expound on what they said and then also you know, just share and weave in maybe the one or two things that they missed. So we're personalizing it by allowing them to make their own decisions. Uh, my dad always said, people don't argue with their own data. And I that is so true. If I've said it, it is truth. Even though it may be opinion, it is truth to me. The, the second thing to really consider, I know a lot of you are doing mandatory training, uh, maybe compliance training. There may be a test or a quiz at the end. So there's some anxiety around that. And remember, when tension goes up, retention goes down. The more that we focus on, okay, now remember, this is super important for that test, anxiety is increased. So what we want to do instead is to be authentic and, and transparent, but not make those tests and quizzes punitive. Instead, we're going to teach, yes, what they need to know, but make it fun. So whenever I'm doing a session where there is a test at the end, I create an environment that is fun and I practice quizzing in a fun way. At the Bob Pike Group, we use a product called um, C, the letter C, the number three, Softworks. It's just c3softworks.com and it's a gaming. It allows us to create those quiz questions in a fun, fun way. They don't even know that I might be, you know, testing them to see how we're doing. But that is a great way for me to assess, do I need to teach more on this topic or less on this topic? And if they're acing it as a group, then I know that we can move forward and move on to something that might be more difficult. So assessments in particular, just make sure that you're, you're just authentic and have fun and, and make it uh, enjoyable. The third tip is that we need to constantly model what we want them to do. 
So what I mean by that is I am going to model the exact expectation. So if I ask them a question, I ask the question and then I give an example answer so they know what path to go on. If I am going to have them do an, a quick energizer, I'm going to pull someone up to just model what that looks like. If they are working on a any kind of a case study or something like that as a group, I'm going to model what that looks like in pairs or triads or as a small group. So make sure that you're modeling what you want them to do. And my final tip for today is there are constant opportunities for practice. A lot of times we only teach to the knowledge or comprehension level. Knowledge is just knowing it and having it written down in your book. Comprehension is being able to close that book, recall what was taught. But focus on application and practice time. Because if you don't do it in the classroom, I guarantee managers aren't saying, oh, you just came back from training. Let's just go ahead and now practice. Uh, take a day to practice that and apply it. Especially if you're, you're a sales rep or something and you're teaching on sales, they don't want to go and practice on a real customer. No, 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 no. We want to actually role play in the classroom where it's a safe environment, where we can be creative and talk out loud and brainstorm. So those are just four tips for you to use in the classroom so that you can really create that learning environment that's effective and where knowledge is being transferred. I'm Becky Pike-Pluth, and this is your creative training tip.